Hello and welcome to another episode of How Do Women Do It All, where we have a healthy discussion around how women juggle their busy lifestyles and if it's actually possible to do it all. Is it possible to be a mother as well as run a business, work nine till five while staying healthy and fit and still have downtime to themselves? Today I'm speaking with Cecile Ferry, who works part-time in a large corporation and is a career coach as well as a mother. How are you doing today? Good, thanks. Brittany, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, now, I'd just love it if we could jump in and you could give me a bit of, a, um, bit of your background story. Um, give us a little bit of a short bio and tell us a bit about yourself. So. Absolutely. Well, first, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's great to be here. Um, so my name is Cecile Ferry and I am a coach for women. Um, I coach women in their professional development in their careers. I've created a business about 18 months ago called The Career Catch-Up. So that's really my number one sort of um, job and role at the moment. And as far as I'm concerned personally, I, as you can hear, um, I grew up in France. Um, I spent about 20 years of my life there and then I moved to Australia in my early 20s. And I have been here now for 15 years. <laughs> so that was a bit, bit of a change for me and it's great to have a bit of, um, you know, I think the dual culture is also helping me with that balance at times. And since then, I've built up a corporate career in marketing. I've worked for 15 years across some global brands in the luxury, um, automotive, and beauty space. So I did some pretty cool work. Um, but then um, kind of got to the point where I, I wanted a bit of a change and I wanted something more fulfilling and something that reflected more my own personal interests. So that's when I became qualified as a coach. And I launched my own business, so that's where I'm, I'm at today. So as you said, I, I combine my own business, uh, working part-time, and I'm also a mom to um, a little girl who is four years old. Wonderful. Um, and let's jump right into the question. So um, do you believe women can do it all? So please explain. Okay, that's the big question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, first, I will say that I, I find it quite dangerous to talk about having it all as a concept um, because I would like to ask, you know, what does that really mean, having it all? It sounds like unless we have all of that, we are incomplete. And I think that can be a, a bit of a danger. I know that comes from culture and society that that term was coined. But I, I think this could be a trap because I see women who um, try too hard at times to be everything to everyone. So I think we've got to be really careful when we, we throw it out there that women can have it all. Um, but I think that, that can be a bit misleading. Um, and also I, I can see in my business, I see some women who are quite perfectionist. So that sort of uh, leads on to that that topic of having it on and keeps that going and it's not a very healthy habit. So I think, you know, these women can be striving too hard and it can have a cost to them. We can talk about that later. So, but that being said, so I wouldn't say they can have everything and have it all, but I absolutely firmly believe that women can have work that lights them up, a family and time for their family and time for themselves. I mean, to me, those three things are absolutely possible. They mm -hmm. doable um, and actually complement each other really, really well. And I live and breathe that myself. So absolutely, I will be uh, defying anyone who says that you cannot have those three things in your life. 
Yeah. So you define it from those three things as your, your perspective of a balanced lifestyle. Yes. And good that you mentioned that because balance, I believe is a, a very different definition from one woman to another. Yeah. I think we, there isn't a one model. Um, we, we all have different values and different things that uh, matter to us at various levels. So there isn't a one sort of size fits all when it comes to, well, this is what you should really have in your life and this is what balance looks like for you. I think it, it has to be really different based on what the women want in their life for themselves and how much energy they need with what energy they need to give as well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in speaking about doing it all for one person, their perspective might be um, doing it all for me might be focusing like, 70% of my time on work and 30% of my time on other things. But if I'm doing those other things, it still brings that balance into my life. Um, and are there any circumstances you believe that it may be unhealthy to um, do it all or have a balanced lifestyle? Um, I'm going to not use the term balanced lifestyle because the idea is doing it all is um, trying to balance out everything. If that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, the answer, unfortunately, is yes. <laughs> there are, you know, times where we try too hard and we push ourselves too much. Um, I, I think in particular, when I see women um, either that I work with or, you know, that I know in my, in my networks of, of friends or colleagues, I see sometimes women trying to hit every single target in every different areas of their lives. So they are trying to, you know, hit their health goal. They're trying to hit their work goal. Mm -hmm. They're trying to hit their family goals. They're trying to spend time with their friends. They're trying to, you know, do well financially, maybe buy a house or something. Um, and then maybe they want to try a new hobby or that sort of thing or get involved in their community. And that's all great. But all of that together just does not work, um, it, you know, in the amount of time that we have. You can't juggle that many things. So I think some of us might might be probably, um, you know, sort of desire too much, mm -hmm. which can be a bit of a, um, a challenge um, regarding balance. And we might set ourselves up for, you know, for, for challenges down the road by having too many goals or wanting too many things at the same time. And by the way, that's not just for women. I think that's, it, the, the same happens to men. They couldn't do all of that either. And the topic I was touching on before about perfectionism. So that's, that's something I see a lot in my business. Um, and women can, can fall prey to that a bit more because we get raised, you know, in, um, quite often in, in, with a mindset of doing really well, of doing everything that we are asked. So we become the absolute doers. And we go through our studies that way and then we end up in the workforce and we are great people pleasers. We do an amazing job, but therefore we continue um, in that sort of habit of, you know, getting the work done no matter what and doing extremely well. And at the same time, I see women that are having so high standards mm -hmm. with themselves. So that perfectionism can be a great driver on, on one end, but the other end, on the other hand, it can be quite dangerous because we feel that, we have never done enough or we don't have enough or we are not enough. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of that not enoughness um, in, you know, in women's life and, and that's not healthy because that never really ends. 
And it's actually even hard for some women to catch that because they're so used to that as an operating system. And it becomes about proving themselves quite often. Um, and typically, um, they can become what Dr. Libby calls the rushing women. I don't know if you've heard about that book. Uh, yeah, really great book called Rushing Women Syndrome by Dr. Libby because she, she's a doctor and she used to see so many women in her clinic just constantly rushing. And the problem is that this has an impact um, on our health, whether it's our mental health, our emotional health, and sometimes our physical health. So obviously not everyone is, is at that point, but it can happen. And the problem is when we start slipping into that, that sort of routine of always doing more and, and never feeling like we've done enough. Um, it's really hard to watch the signs mm -hmm. and it becomes our new normal. And sometimes we can go quite, quite far down that route. So I think the, you know, that, that unhealthy part is um, trying to treat all of, all of those things equally and trying to hit everything and have all these open loops that show up a lot of our brain space yeah, and that's what I was trying to uh, mention before. It's it's the word like it, when you when you talk about a balanced lifestyle, it kind of gives that impression that you have to have everything sort of equally. And what you're kind of touching on now, it's more so um, focusing on what you need to focus on at that point in time, or that week, or that month, um, and really giving it your all and being present in that, and not worrying about all the other little things that you might think I have to be doing that at this point in time in order to have that balance. It's it's no, you will have that balance if you do it throughout your life, but it doesn't have to be while you're focusing on this task or this project or um, whatever it is that you want to focus on for that point in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you really highlight that. You can look at it as where am I not hitting everything, which mm -hmm. introduces a sense of lack. Yeah. You know, and I want to have it all because I'm lacking here and I'm lacking there and I don't have this and I don't have that. And you're right that the way I personally see it, and I've changed my life around that way, is I actually look at what I want in it. And I build from there. And then whatever pockets of space I find here and there, I can fill them easily with things that are only of secondary importance for me. But I don't feel the lack. Far from it, actually. The opposite. Because I feel so much fuller with what I do. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, so what kind of tools and techniques do you use personally to ensure not so much a balanced lifestyle, but to ensure that you're um, doing the things that you want to do each day in order to hit your goals? Okay. Yeah, there are quite a few things that, and, and I will share them. They're my personal things, and that doesn't mean they work for everyone. Yeah. I think you should really do things that, that sit well with you and that you believe in. <laughs> um, I think there's a little point where you force yourself, you know, adopting habits that don't feel intuitive or don't even feel fun for you for a minute. Yeah. I think they're much harder to keep. It's actually funny you mentioned that because I, I've been a person who watch people who love their planners and love planning things all the time in diaries. And I tried to do it constantly and I'm not that kind of person. I can't be that person who just plans things in their diaries and women can do that absolutely amazing. But I just have my calendar on the wall and I make sure I schedule things in my phone. But I, there's, there's different tools that I think like, oh, I really want that in my life to ensure that I'm personally balancing things out better, but it's, it's not for me. Mm, exactly. So, you know, you've got to try, you've got to see what works for you because you'll find a million tools out there on the internet. 
But that said, before I get into what I do, I really think what's important, and in my experience with women, before you put, you use any kind of tools or systems or apps or whatever, that you have your mindset right. Yeah. Whatever tools, if you if your mindset isn't right, that would just hack whatever you're trying to do, and that won't work. So what I mean by having the right man, mindset is first of all, especially as working moms, you have to drop the guilt. <laughs> I know it's a big one, um, and we program like that. So when we're at work, we feel guilty that we're not always there for our children, or we think about all the other things we have to get done outside of work. And vice versa, when we're home, we might feel bad that we've got work left to do or that we've left work soon or whatever. So I can see that that guilt will, will sabotage a lot of what we're trying to do um, in planning a um, balanced life. Um, and what I'm trying to say here is, you know, I just want women to really start letting themselves have, it, have that balance. Because if you don't believe that you're entitled to it or that you should have it, then you, you probably will struggle because it starts with you. Um, another aspect in mindset I think is important is you've got to be okay with stuffing up and be like, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, like now when I stuff up because I used to be a perfectionist, so I've learned that things are not going to be perfect. and and if they are, you know, 80, 90% perfect, that's great. That's a great achievement. And um, I work with clients on that too. And um, it's such a, like an aha moment for them when they get to that point that, hang on, I don't have to be 100% perfect all the time at work, at home. Like this is just an expectation I put on myself. Yeah. So that's a big one mindset-wise. Another one is not to be too harsh on yourself, not to be too rigid. You know, and like when you push yourself too hard with massive discipline that I have to do this, again, is, is allow yourself to go with the flow and, and that you do your best. And, and the last one was a big one for me, which might resonate with other women, is to be okay with things being left unfinished, undone, or, you know, when you get to the end of the day at work, you were hoping to get those five things done and you've done two. Well, um... I've had to learn that it's okay to go, right, this will have to wait until tomorrow or until next week. And it always is okay. So I think once you can, you start to, you know, to have those principles in your head, it's much easier to add in techniques. Yeah. And I think that um, me personally, when I, when I, I feel like I haven't done enough, there's a little bit of that guilt comes in. And when the guilt comes in, the little bit of the stress comes in, like, oh no, I haven't done it. And I think that's when it builds up and that's when juggling things gets a little bit difficult is when that um, guilt comes into it and then that plays on stress. Yeah, absolutely. Because you lose that clarity or you can get overwhelmed the minute yep, you that's it. come in. So you, you just lose that focus and say, I'm enough, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. So the little things that I do... Um, and the first thing for me on my list is actually all the things that I don't do. <laughs> because, as I say, you can't do everything. Uh, but I make some intentional choices about what I do or put in my life. And I'm not trying to say here that you have to be like me. But um, some of the big ones for me is I actually don't watch television. <laughs> 
I may sound like a completely retarded person, but I have never watched Netflix. Oh, <laughs> no! Person in Australia. Um, just because TV is just over the time, it's never been a part of my life. Like, we have a TV, and my daughter watches cartoons, whatever, but we never watch it. So that's a lot of time that I get back in my life. Yeah. Uh, if there is something I want to watch, I will watch it. But so uh, I, I think I save a lot of time and I don't spend any time now scrolling social media for the sake of it. Yeah. So I go on social media for my business, but scrolling, scrolling, um, for me, I've, I've realized a lot of time can get it in there. So I don't do that. Um, I've also removed caffeine from my life, from my lifestyle. And, you know, I think that's a... That's an important one because it really lowers your stress level over time. I think it helps you cope better. You would think coffee helps you cope, but I, I don't think so. I think coffee is just a little prop, prop up. Um, so for me, it works quite well. Um, I don't do very much, like at home, I don't do as much domestic work as, you know, some, you know, might be going on in other households. Because it's lower on my priority list, you know, my, my top values is my work and my family and my health. Um, so, you know, the domestic work, I'm, I'm now really okay with the fact that um, my house is never going to look spotless. It's not never going to look perfect. I'm okay with the mess pretty much, you know, a little bit of ongoing mess all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, not, a dom- I've, not a domestic goddess, you know. Um, I don't iron anything unless I really have to. So I save some time there. Um, And when it comes to um, social life, so I limit my social commitment during the week. So I don't say yes to more than one or two things a week. Two is my absolute maximum. Uh, And one day during the weekend. So I'll make sure there's always one free day where we have nothing on on the weekend. I shut everything down. I don't do any work, anything on my computer beyond 9 p.m. Because for me, sleep is is very important. I don't compromise on sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, without that, I, everything else that I do wouldn't be on the same quality. And I say no to events that are not for me. And the more the years go by, the easier this one gets to. So I really see if... You know, if I'm not going to benefit or I'm not going to be empowered, if it's not aligned with my style, whether it's the topic or the people that I'll be with, I now I, it's a straight no for me. So that allows me to really pick. So that's what I say no to. And I'll quickly go through what, you know, my, my other little hacks. So for me, the big thing is to plan weekly. Yep. Um, they're different schools, but I find weekly works well for me. I used to do it quite religiously on the Sunday night, but it's become such an automatic thing for me now that I don't even need to sit down and write anymore. I kind of plan in my head and I put the key things that I want every week in it. Um, so for me, it's I'll go regularly to yoga. So I put my yoga sessions in. I look at what I've got on in terms of my business um, and therefore I make time for my daughter. I look at what else my partner has. And so I really start mapping out how my work is going to look like. And I do that every, every week. And then when I have a lot on, for instance, I know that I need time to just breathe and, and recharge. So I'll make sure I just mark, you know, two hours for me on the Sunday to go on my own and just 
relax. Because yeah, I was going to ask you that. I was like, you save all this time from either not watching TV or um, saying no to things. But I was thinking, when when do you have your downtime or your free time or your escapism time to? Yeah. So for me, um, yeah, I, yoga is definitely a time for me um, to unwind and to chill. And then usually every weekend, I'll probably take about two hours to do three two hours, I would say, yeah. where I can just go on my own to unwind. And I have time to go out socially as well with friends once, you know, maybe once a week. Um, so, and, you know, between that and the family and the business, so my business, uh, I've got two full days during the week and Saturday mornings. But then it, most time at night, I can, I'll spend about half an hour to 45 minutes just on doing social media and things like that and catching up on emails. So, yeah, that fills up the time. And then, you know, I, I don't go to bed at midnight. That's just not for me. I'm more productive in the morning. Yeah. So that's why I do. And then when it comes to the house, I've really simplified things. So I really use shortcuts for meals at night. Um, I make simple, simple dinners. I plan my menus weekly. So it's done. Um, and my cleaning, um, that's probably still a work in progress for me, but I keep cleaning as an on the go thing. That's quite random because I don't want to spend two to three hours of my weekends cleaning because yeah. I just find um, as much as probably that's what every household needs. For me, it's not a return on investment. So I just, uh, I do things like randomly whenever they require, where they require. So if <laughs> like my house is never a hundred percent clean wow, at the same time, but I do random bits on the go whilst mm-hmm. I have 20 minutes here or there. Uh, so I don't even have time to think about it. Um, and then when things, even, even that things are really bad, if we were at the same time, then I call in an air tasker. <laughs> doesn't happen often, but, you know, if I'm really busy or I'm really tired and it needs to happen, then, you know, you can, you can do that. So that's what I do. And then I use my lunch breaks at work for me. I think that's really important. Um, yeah. And I... You know, I'm very flexible, so at times I will, and that depends where you work as well, but my, my corporate work, they're quite flexible with women, so I can, I decide, for instance, to leave my work earlier, so I beat the traffic, so I leave at about four o'clock, I beat the traffic, I get home, and I can still do an hour of email, and then I'm home when my daughter gets home. So it's a win-win for everyone because I get less stress, I have less traffic, I actually save time and I get my work done and I'm home already when my daughter gets here. Yeah. So these are all little sort of techniques that I use. Um, so yeah, you mentioned that things are becoming a habit for you and it sounds like you're very good at planning and time management skills. Has this always been something that you've been good at or was there a time in your life where you weren't um, feeling like you can balance it all and what steps did you take in order to change and get out of that? Yeah. Well, I've always been a good planner, but I probably have been too much on the over planning perfectionism side of the scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I have a bit of a story there too. I definitely did too much at one time and it probably started when I added having a family on top of my career. So at the yeah. time I didn't have a business, but I had a massive workload in a corporate role. I was working four days a week, but I was combining two jobs. 
on four days a week and I was doing all this overtime. I was traveling a lot. My daughter was too, uh, she really needed me at home. I was doing, you know, still all the daycare drop-offs and pickups. It was full on. Um, and I was still, because I wanted to have everything right and I wanted to take everything in my life. So I was still like cooking amazing meals at home and cleaning the house and going out with girlfriends and exercising. And I did too much. Like that's what everyone knows. It just doesn't work. Um, and you know, I was trying to keep up with my family overseas all the time and just giving my time, go, go, go everywhere. And eventually, um, for me, it was a long process, but I did too much, push myself too much. Um, then I had um, a bit of a burnout in my work, um, which had massive impact on my health. So I definitely know what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I know you can't get away with it, even when your head says you can and if you want. Unfortunately, you can't push your body all the way. Like your body has a limit one day. Yeah. And it is a very hard place to come back from if you go all the way down there, which I have experienced. But it was probably the best thing for me too. So what I did was when this happened um, and I got better uh, physically and mentally, I then changed. So I left my corporate job. I launched my business. Then I, I did a part-time job when I was ready to do more and I made sure I picked a part-time job that really complemented my business and didn't create stress for me, that worked for me. And then I've learned to manage all of that together in a nice way. So I feel like I have added things back. And the beauty of it is now I know when I do too much. Like I have the alarm bells, I know it straight away and I know that even if I, if I have a business day and I can see that I am tired or I've done too much, I will happily take the half a day or a day off to myself because yeah. I just know now. So I'm kind of smarter, but yeah, I don't wish that to anyone. <laughs> yeah. And what would be your number one tip to, for women who are like struggling to do it all or have been in a place that you were talking about? Um, yeah, it, it can be difficult to actually see yourself because I think you get so carried through by adrenaline and and the habit of doing all of that, that you can't see yourself doing something else. I think the number one tip is, uh, you know, try to actually see how you're feeling deep down because that doesn't lie. When you do so much, you cover that up like you don't even let yourself think about how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and my second tip, and I think that's for anyone really looking at balancing everything, is to really get clear on your priorities. Yeah. Um, it's not all important and it's not all of the same importance either. So always ensure that you tick the big things that are critical to you that will fill you up and, and those that matter to you. And then stop and let go of the rest. Yeah. Because it's not a loss. It's actually not that important. And even you will be able to even do more than what you think you'll do. Like the little bits, they will still, you'll still manage to find a bit of time to do them here and there because you'll be relaxed. You would have had your stuff ticked off. So that's really about what are your top three? What are you, your top values that feel good to you, not to other people? Yeah. So it's, it's first like identifying 
your major values and what what like what you want to prioritize your time with and then obviously what you were saying before it's again it's uh, making sure you're not being a perfectionist and making sure you're not putting that guilt on yourself so it doesn't build up and overwhelm you yes and you know some women will be sitting here listening going wow like it's the first time they become aware that maybe they put all of these things onto themselves that are not required mm. Yeah, I, and I know, I know I can do that myself. You like put this on your shoulders and you're like, ah, but, but no one else is, yeah. No one else is. You know, and the day you realize that, you're like, oh, whoa. What are <laughs> doing? Or, you know, and it's, it's big relief. But yeah, I think, you know, we just have to have a lot of compassion for ourselves because that doesn't come from a bad place. And quite often we wired that way. Yeah, wonderful. Then so you can live it. In a, then you can live a different way and you're not going to be less of a person yeah that's really lovely I think I'm going to leave it on that note that was a really nice way to wrap up <laughs> um, I also just want to um, ask if you could give a little bit of rundown on your business and um, who kind of reach out to you and how you could help someone and um, where they could contact you or find you absolutely thanks Brittany so uh, my business is called The Career Catcher and you can find me uh, on Facebook. I have a private group called The Career Catcher. Um, you can go and, and join today and I'm hanging out a lot in the group. I do um, live videos every week um, where I provide you know, advice and tips and you can ask me questions. So it's definitely a place I recommend women to connect with me. And I also have my website, which is careercatchup.com where you can follow my blog. I write about a lot about women and work and, and balance, lifestyle, confidence, mindset, a lot of the key topics I talk about. So you can just follow my blog and if you join my mailing list, you also get access to some uh, free resources that I've created, different guides on how to grow confidence at work or I have a guide on time management and productivity. Um, I have a guide on planning your next career step because I find a lot of women are struggling with that. So a lot of what I do in my work is helping with career direction, um, you know, career transition at times, or if women want just are happy where they are, but they usually just want to grow and they want guidance on, you know, on those spots that they're not always aware of. Um, that's typically what I do. So that's where you can find me. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on this podcast. Um, it was really helpful, everything you were talking about today. And it, you're very knowledgeable on this topic as well. Well, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And I hope this was of value to, uh, to the audience. And definitely, you know, I just want to say it's all possible. And that's why I launched my business, because I really believe that women can do all those things, they, you know, their family, their work, and time for themselves. So definitely, I hope that helped. Wonderful. Thank you so much again. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of How Do Women Do It All? Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lady Side Hustle, a community of women helping women turn their side hustles into a successful business.